Simply unprofessional. I'm your host, YB. I am all by myself today. <clears throat> I'm going to be speaking a little softly. Uh, Rob is in the other room streaming. James, Rob, B, and a few others are playing Overwatch currently. Uh, I believe B and Rob are both streaming, actually. But I figured I'd record an SU and get out of the way. And seeing as though the thing I wanted to talk about, um, I know Rob hasn't really, really played too much of, um, is a new game on Steam. Well, newish. It's called War Tales. Now,. War Tales is technically, I guess it would be considered a tactical role-playing game. Um, it's an open-world RPG. Tech, you know, uh, the basis of it is you lead a group of mercenaries, and you just travel the world in search for wealth uh, across a massive medieval landscape. Um, you can explore, recruit new members, um, and even animals, uh, collect bounties from bounty boards and job boards in various towns, and even go essentially dungeon diving into, like, tombs, uh, and learn, uh, history and lore and, and earn some pretty, uh, epic weapons and, and, and items that way. Uh, now the storyline technically... Uh, is that there is a, an empire, the Edoran Empire, and it's about a century after that empire has fallen at the hands of an unprecedented plague that swept the nation. So people are, you know, there are, are plague victims, and, and uh, I know one of the things that you have to do is in, in each zone you go through and you can clear out like plague rat nests. Uh, now the land is rife with mercenary work, banditry, thievery, um, with honor having become an almost entirely forgotten virtue. Now prepare to lead a group of unscrupulous characters in a massive open world where combat, death, and a thirst for riches will dictate your day-to-day -day life. You are not the hero of this story, destined to usher in the new era of peace. Your goal is solely to survive, thrive, in the harsh and hostile world by any means necessary. So that is something I wanted to touch upon. Uh, is in the... Where was it? The development. If you, uh, according to the Wikipedia, 
Uh, so War Tales was developed in France. It was uh, developed by Shiro Games and published by Shiro Unlimited. And uh, the developers wanted to avoid forcing quests on players. Uh, so one of their design goals was to make it possible to decline any quest and avoid having any quests automatically added to your quest log. Um, they found games like Skyrim more enjoyable um, when ignoring essentially the main quest lines, which inspired them to not implement one in their game, which some people might say, oh, well, what's the point of a, especially an RPG, if you don't have a main quest line? Instead um, of progressing through, you know, a main story, they wanted you to focus on surviving harsh the harsh world and giving you as much freedom as possible. Um, so... With that, essentially, like like I said, you're you're in charge of a group of mercenaries. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're bad or that you have to be bad. You're not bandits technically. Uh, this game is very in depth, so there is an overworld map that your you know, your party travels along, and while you're traveling, you'll see buildings and structures. Um, either individual ones or when they're clumped together. Obviously, that's a town of some fashion or a city. Uh, you will see guard patrols walking roads. You'll see wild groups of wild animals moving around in the woods. Um, other bandits can, can ambush you if you're not careful. You can run into trade caravans. Now... One thing that I like about this is with it being so open, so like if you, uh, say you had some loot you wanted to sell, okay, you just got into a fight, you looted some stuff, uh, you'll see a trade caravan, you know, walking along the road. You can stop them, you can click on them, and then it will it'll minimize essentially the world map, it'll come up with a conversation script where it'll show you the trade caravan people. And it'll show you their inventory. They'll ask if you want to, you know, buy any of their wares. You can sell stuff to them. Uh, if you have a thief in your party, you can... There will be an option to steal things, which we'll get into that in a moment. Um, and then not only do you have, you know, essentially the... Either the leave option, if you don't want to buy or sell anything... But you, there's always going to be an attack option. So you could literally just attack the trade caravan and take all the stuff that they have, including some of their gear that wasn't for sale and then some of the stuff that is for sale. Now, one thing that I learned when you attack the trade caravans, anytime you get into a combat, it, again, it minimizes the world map. It brings up this more grid-layered tactical map. Um, I would compare it to something like Final Fantasy Tactics. Uh, everything's in squares, essentially. Um, your each each individual has a certain movement, so you know based off their movement, that's how many squares they can move. And then there's so many different classes and stuff that you can be. So you can you can build people to have either. You know, be be a tank. 
So they'd wear plate armor or heavy armor. Um, usually wield a shield of some fashion, and then either a sword or a mace or an axe. Uh, then you can have people who can dual-wield axes. Then you can have people who can uh, use two-handed axes and swords. There are archers, uh, which my I have currently have one, and I think the best way to level an archer is to make them a beastmaster. We'll also get into that. And then there are essentially rogues, and there are a bunch of different specializations for rogues as well. Um, but with the trade caravans specifically, when you attack them, you're going they're going to have certain people with packs on their back that are hauling stuff, and then certain animals with packs on their back. And the border of the map itself is going to be green. So those people are going to be, their only things are they're going to try to flee the battlefield. So that way you don't get the stuff. While the rest of the trade caravan, like other mercenaries, try to attack you and stop you. So you want to kind of prioritize them if you're strictly there for the gear. Now attacking a trade caravan is going to earn you what they call suspicion. I believe it's an automatic 100, 100 suspicion. No, that's if you attack the guards. Um, but you do gain suspicion for attacking um, the trade caravans. Also, if you steal from anybody, or if you loot a chest that belongs to somebody else, or whatever, you don't necessarily guarantee to get caught. You, if it, you have to have a thief in your party... Um, picking locks won't get you caught or earn you suspicion, only the thievery of it. And even then, certain chests you can unlock and steal stuff from inside, as long as it doesn't have a little X next to it. If it has a little X, that means it belongs to somebody else. And if you steal it, it'll give you a little red number, like a range. So it'll give you like 30 to 60 suspicion. So depending on what you steal or how much of it you steal, you will gain suspicion every time you steal something. Now what suspicion does is, obviously the higher your suspicion, the more, the more trouble you'll be in if the guards catch you or see you. They'll become alert, you know, so like the little guard symbols on the overworld map will become red, which means if you get too close, they will approach you. Uh, if they do approach you and you get caught, you can either pay them, you know, essentially the fines that you owe for all the stuff that you stole. You can give back all of the stuff that you stole, or you can attack the guards. Now, attacking the guards earns you an, an automatic hundred suspicion. Now, for each, every time you think of it like Grand Theft Auto, for people who have played that, you know, kind of like the stars, you know, you start off getting one star, then two stars, and then eventually, you know, military come. So, once you get 100 suspicion, you get a star. Um, 200 suspicion, another star. The higher your suspicion, the more frequent the patrols will be for the guards, uh, the longer range that they'll have for for seeking you out. Um, obviously, your, your fines will be higher. Um, and eventually, if you do attack guards at a higher level, they'll have more guards 
each time you attack them. So eventually your luck's going to run out. Um, so one, you know, one thing that you can do is if you're, if you're wanted or whatever, you get off the roads, travel through the forest, you know, then you have to deal with animals, but guards less likely. So that's the law part, law part of it. Now, another funny thing is if you run into like a group of bandits, you can get them below, I believe, half health. And then if you have chains in your inventory, like shackles, then as long as they're in combat, essentially, with somebody, you can have another one of your characters or mercenaries run up next to them and do essentially a knockout move. And there'll be like a percentage chance of success. And if you succeed, you will capture them. They'll become your prisoner. Um... And you can then either take care of them as a prisoner until you earn their trust. And eventually you can recruit them into your party. Um, if you keep them as a prisoner for too long in your, in your camp, uh, there is a chance that they will flee or try to run away. Uh, we'll talk about that in a moment too, the whole camping thing. Because later on, as your camp progresses and you start learning how to build different things, there is a watchtower that you can build and put somebody in that reduces the chances that somebody will flee. And then there's like a, um, kind of like a stocks. Like it's, it's a little structure that you can put four shackled um, prisoners on. And if they're shackled to this structure... They can't flee. Uh, so, back to the suspicion thing. If you have prisoners in your party, you can find on the overworld in each zone, because there are different zones and different areas, like regions, you can find the jail for that region. You can go to the jail, even if you're wanted, and if you talk to the clerk, you can actually give the prisoners and put the prisoners into the jail, and it will reduce your... Not only will you get paid per prisoner, I think it's like 80 gold per person that you give, until their jail's full, obviously, um, but it will also lower your suspicion. Um, I don't know if it's a percentage or if it's a flat number, but it's a good quick way to lower your your suspicion if you're too wanted, I guess. Um, now, as uh, in, in addition to having different types of mercenaries with different types of specialties, your mercenaries can diff have different professions. Like I said, you need a thief to be able to steal things and to pick locks. Uh, you can have a woodcutter, so that way if you find... Um, any type of structures that you visit, whether it be an abandoned tower or somebody's farm, uh, whatever the case may be, you might find a wood pile with a chopping block next to it. You can right click on that and do a little mini game uh, where you have to like essentially uh, this green ring will shrink down into a gray one and you have to click the button while it's inside the gray ring um, to chop wood. It's not considered stealing that way. Um, and then your party can gain wood. You need wood to build various things. Um, a tinkerer. 
tinkerers are are really good. Uh, they're mainly in charge of building all of the structures for your camp, along with they can craft saddlebags for your horses to increase carrying capacity, which you have to worry about. Um, it, it, real, it really boils down, it is technically a tactical role-playing game, but it, it's, it's kind of like a economy, I don't know what you would call it, um, it's it's kind of like an, an economy type game too um because you have to manage resources you have to find resources um to be able to build different things uh you you can get a blacksmith uh to help forge weapons and armor and shields um and let's see the woodcutter blacksmith tinkerer you can get an angler, so you can go fishing and catch fish. You can get a cook, so you can cook said fish along with any other meat that you find. Um, I know I'm forgetting one. There's a bard, which I haven't figured out yet because I don't know where to buy the instruments. Uh, but you can essentially use a bard to, I guess, sing songs to, re I'm guessing, to reduce the cost of staying at an inn. Um... But, I mean, I usually just camp. Uh, though I do, I, I guess camping does, it, it consumes a lot of your food every time you camp. Um, there's also, not a journalist, What's what am I thinking of here? Um, I don't remember the word off the top of my head. But essentially, they are in charge of identifying artifacts and doing the puzzles inside the tombs, uh, things like that. You need those. And then you, you have a miner in case you come across uh, veins of ore. Um, not in the overworld specifically, but in other instances, like if you actually go into a cave. Uh, anytime you see veins of of ore in the overworld, you can just click on it. You'll be able to acquire that. You only get like three. Um, and there might be another one, but I don't remember. Uh, so with that being said, in addition to capturing prisoners with shackles, if you have rope and you fight animals, you can capture animals in the same fashion. You gotta get them below half health, you got to successfully have them in combat, you know, designated combat with somebody, and then have somebody else who's not run up and essentially knock the animal out. Um, there are all sorts of different types of animals that you can acquire doing this. Uh, wolves, alpha wolves, bears. There's like three different types of hogs or pigs. Uh, there are mosquitoes, apparently, that you can get later on in the swamp area. Uh, I'm not that far in to the game. I'm only in the thir third region right now. Um, there are rats and mole rats. And... Technically horses. But you don't come across wild horses. You have to actually buy the horses or win them. Um, in various different ways. Now... This it's it's an understatement to say that there's this game is very in depth. Like there's so many things to 
consider and 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 manage as far as you know this mercenary group so with your camp your your mercenary group has happiness if they aren't if they fall below i think 7 they'll start deserting and they'll leave um every i want to say four rests you have to pay your mercenaries now there are skills that you can unlock that lower the amount that you have to pay them to make it more manageable um and so every time you camp you need to feed your your troop um some troop members might have dietary restrictions based off of random things that they have because each person has unique traits so you might have a carnivore trait you might have a vegetarian um if you have a wolf in your party or a bear they're going to be considered carnivores you need to at least have one source of meat every night for for them to be happy um Another thing, you get renown, um, and then there's, okay, so there are knowledge points that you can unlock. Now, the knowledge points can be spent under all, um, a, a large variety of your jobs that you have. So there's blacksmithing, cooking, tinkering. Uh, the general knowledge tab, there might be another one, uh, but in any case, that's how you can unlock some of the recipes to learn how to make things. Another way to do that, like cooking, for instance, if you visit an inn where they have, you know, you, you talk to the innkeeper, they'll generally sell some sort of food. They might have a recipe there. You can either buy the recipe and learn it without having to spend a knowledge point. You could steal the recipe, learn it without having to use a knowledge point. If you don't want to steal it and you don't have enough money to buy it and you have a knowledge point, you can just use the knowledge point to buy it to, to learn the recipe. Um, so it's all about managing what you want to learn versus what what you can find somewhere else, what you think you might be able to find somewhere else, what resources you think you might readily have available. So, like, if you learn how to make grilled pork, but you have a bunch of chicken, well, you're stuck with a bunch of raw chicken and not enough pork. Then you gotta go find, find and hunt down groups of wild boar. You know, try to get some pork. Uh, things like that. Another thing, you get points... I don't remember what it's called. It's not knowledge points. It's like, um, I don't think they're renowned points either. <sighs> Maybe they are. But it's, uh, for people who've played Civ, they're kind of like, um, you know, that's a bad example because I don't play Civ very often. So, there's four main trees, I guess, that you can earn points just by playing the game. And it's essentially basically telling you what kind of player or what kind of group your mercenary group is. So, doing things like making blacksmithing items or tinkering items or cooking eventually will earn you XP. 
and not only level up your character and their profession, but uh, give you eventually some points that you can redeem to go towards an overarching specialty XP. And then each level you gain in that, you can unlock something else. Uh, these things are things like... Uh, under the thievery one, I remember there's one where moving through forests while you're wanted, uh, you can move 20% faster. So that makes it so traveling through forests will actually, you know, won't be as slow. and won't slow you down nearly as much. Another one that you can unlock is the ability to sprint in the overworld. So as you're moving around as a troop, you can eventually hold the shift button and have a burst of speed for a little while to either catch up to somebody or to run away from somebody. Um... Jeez, what else is there? There's there's a lot to this game. Um, each zone has renown or intrigue, I guess. Um, so there are quests that you can do for various people. And then there's like a little purple bar that fills up. Now when that bar fills up, a decision usually has to be made. It'll tell you, oh, you know, something will pop up and say, oh, somebody wants to see you. So then you go, and then you usually have to pick one of you know one side or the other, and that will. I I haven't really seen it make a huge difference yet, as far as anything. Um, like I'm not locked out of anything really. It's it's mainly a matter of if you feel compelled to help one side or the other, or if you just want to look at what they're rewarding you and choose based off of that. Um, now. I'm going to bounce back for a minute for the animals. Alpha wolves and bears are so far the best that I've seen. Bears are awesome tanks. Wolves are great. Um, and uh, I have three alpha wolves in my party and three bears currently. For anybody who knows me, they obviously I'm going to have bears. Now, normally when you first catch an animal and they join you and they join your troop, you don't get to control them in combat. So when it comes to their turn in combat, they just do whatever they want to do, whether that's run away, whether that's run up somewhere you don't want them to go and start attacking somebody you don't want them to attack, whatever. Um, they won't attack you, but they'll act on their own. Now, the reason why I say archers make great beastmasters is one of the talents... Oh, that's another thing we should talk about is talents. Uh, one of their talents is beastmaster, where it gives you the ability to now control, as long as the archer is in your party, you get to control all the animal companions in your party on their turns. So, you get to decide what they do, where they move, what they attack, things like that, which is... Big help. Um, uh, there are different types of damage that you can do. Fire. Obviously, if you get set on fire, you're going to take fire damage. If somebody's burning and they attack you in melee range, you're going to get caught on fire too because they're on fire. Uh, there's poison. There's bleeding damage. Um, they're each, each class specialty has a talent tree. Um, so every, every X amount of levels, um, you get to choose a 
a talent that is unlocked for, you know, whatever class specialty you chose at the beginning. Uh, so, you know, you could have two archers built two different ways. Uh, I currently have three rogues in my party. And each of those rogues are built three different ways. So they have technically three different playstyles. Uh, it's a very, very in-depth game. And uh, I highly recommend it. How many hours have I put into it on Steam so far? I haven't had it for too, too long. I've already put in 132 hours into this game. That's how much I've I've, I've played. And I've only unlocked 36% of the achievements. Um, it's, like I said, it's it's a really fun game. You you find yourself getting lost. And it's not like you're you're having to trudge through and follow this quest line. And getting lost, figuring out where you have to go next. You literally can go wherever you want. And your only worry is making sure that you can feed your troop, that you can pay your troop, and that you can keep your troop up and working. Um, now, something else, and this is kind of the kicker, something else that you have to consider is there is an encumbrance in this game. Everything weighs something. And as a, your group, as a, as a collective mercenary group, has an encumbrance. That's, that's just what the entire group can hold together. Uh, you can make certain things like the saddlebags for animals will increase their carrying weight by, you know, I think 10 pounds or 10% or something like that. Um, so you can't just sit there and hold on to all your resources all the time. Um, you actually either have to sell stuff or, you know, you might be able to store stuff somewhere. I think, like, I, I just unlocked, like, this ability to travel between places between towns as long as you've opened up that town's like uh, stable station. I forget what it's called, but you essentially have to invest money to open up an area and then you get a little box. I'm not sure if I can just store stuff in that box and then leave it there so that way it's like, okay, well I know that this is in a town. This is the town that I'm currently questing in, you know, or, or this is the, it's in the region that I'm currently questing in, so I want to put all my ore in this box, because you know, when you're in town, you don't have to worry about guards. You zoom in on a town map, and then you can just go to the individual places until you leave the town, and then you, it returns you back to the overworld map. But in any case, so that way, if you like, you know you're going to be blacksmithing stuff the next time you come into town, you can put all your ore into that box. It'll reduce a lot of your carry weight, so that way you can carry more stuff, sell more loot, or break it down. Um, yeah, uh, I'm not really sure what else. I I highly recommend this game. It's, it's a phenomenal game, especially if you like tactical role-playing games. Um, and again, you get to control how this mercenary group works. If you want to be law-abiding citizens and, you know, never do wrong, you don't have to. If you want to be more like me and have, you know, the one or two party members that are, you know, skeevy little fucks and get stuff done, 
and you know maybe makes trouble for the rest of the party but you know adds that little bit of extra flair to have to avoid guards you can if you just want to be like that all-out villainous people and just murder hobo your way through and and loot and pillage everything do it there's nothing stopping you from doing any of that in this game um so yeah again this was war tales and it's by shiro games uh published by shiro unlimited it's on steam currently um yeah that's uh i feel like there's probably a lot that i'm still i'm still missing to tell you guys but i think i touched upon most of it happiness uh feeding them will increase your happiness uh you have a pool of like action points, I guess. They used to val they're called valor points, I think. Where as a collective group, that's what allows you to do some of your special maneuvers per per class. Uh whatever your class specialty is. Uh so for instance, my Beastmaster Hunter, um, she has a bow, so she can just shoot her bow and she can hit people. And that's her action. You get a, an action and a and a move. And then you might have some other actions that cost various amounts of Valor points, either one or two currently, um, that you can also do if you have the Valor points available. Um, like I said, the Beastmaster can shoot her bow. Mine is set up so anytime she kills somebody using the bow, you earn a Valor point. Then she has a special ability where for one Valor point, she can spend it and click on an enemy and any allied animal companion that is adjacent to that enemy. So if you have just one, then that one animal companion will just take a free attack against the enemy. If you have that enemy surrounded with four animal companions, all four of them will take a swing for one valor point. So it's, you know, you have to strategically position your, your characters depending on how you want to approach. Also, when you do these maps, these tactical maps at the very beginning, what's important to know is you... They, they just randomly place you in, in an area. Um, you can move your characters around before you take an action, but the second you move a single character, like actually have them use their movement and action, uh, all the other characters are locked in place. Essentially, combat has started. Um... So you can kind of position where you want certain people. If you have a group of enemies, if you're being flanked, you know, and you're, all your people are in the middle, you can have, you know, if you notice that there's heavy hitters on the left side and kind of weaker people on the right, have your tanks positioned on the left side so they can take on the heavy hitters and, and maybe not, you know, take more hits. And have all your DPS focused down the, the little people. I will say, if any of you do end up buying this game, focus down archers as fast as possible. Um, they're problematic, to say the least. Uh, but, with all that being said, I know this is kind of a short episode. I only really wanted to talk about War Tales, I guess, today. Um, 
I know I promised you guys a bonus episode. It's been a rough couple of weeks. I'm not gonna lie. We all we've all been very sick, and we're just now kind of getting over that. Um, I'm also getting caught up on a show, so soon maybe Rob and Donnie will be doing an episode on. I believe it's a History Channel show, uh, Vikings. Um, I only have another. Two seasons, maybe, left of that. Um, in addition to that, I know I'm going to be watching the Mario movie. I don't know who else is going to be watching the Super Mario movie with me. I'll be doing one on that soon. Um, and i got to get with Devin to sit down and uh, get him to remind me and and pester and poke me on his days off because I know his days off kind of flip flop right now. Um, so, but yeah. Anyway, uh, that is it for me. Uh, we will not have a life advice with Devin because there is no Devin. We will not have a science corner with Rob because there is no Rob. Uh, life advice. Uh, don't pee into the wind. I don't remember who gave that life advice last time, but it's a good life advice. Science Corner. Uh, if you pee into the wind, uh, you're gonna get wet. Pretty sound life advice. Or that's Science Corner stuff right there. Uh, so, as always, everybody, thank you for listening. We love you. Uh, fuck Booster Gold, and talk to you next time. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Jack's Forest Walker, all one word, on Twitch at DM Webby, and on eBay at Looking for Devin to give me life advice to give you guys. Da-da.